I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The FT. Culture wars do not come more richly laden in comedy than this. Since the end of March, an exhibition in the Qatari capital, Doha, has been celebrating the world's most enduring sporting event. Jump into an Olympic experience, proclaims a promotional slogan, exhorting us to discover the spirit of the ancient games. All well and good, but be careful what you jump into and never set the bar too high. It seems that two statues of nude male athletes were among a collection of artworks lent from Greece to form part of the travelling exhibition, which in Qatar bears the title The Olympics Past and Present. This should have come as no surprise. Nudity was revered in ancient Greece, and evidence shows that athletes competed naked in the Games. But the Doha organisers were unimpressed, and decided the statues could not be shown in their original state. From here, accounts are a little blurred. According to reports in the Greek press, a compromise solution was offered, in which the statues would be covered in a piece of black cloth. This was easily dismissed for its ridiculousness, said the Greek newspaper Tovima, perhaps too easily dismissing the ridiculousness of much cultural diplomacy. At which point, enter Greece's Deputy Minister of Culture, Kostas Tsavaras, on a bridge-building mission between the two countries. On visiting the exhibition, he reportedly found the statues behind a screen. The Furies, let's keep it mythological, descended. An ultimatum was issued and declined. Tsavaras ordered the statues to be sent back to Greece. The rest of the exhibition including a partially bare-breasted statue of Nike, remained intact and continues until the end of June. The Qatar Museum's authority, in a statement to the Doha News, denied that the move not to display the statues was censorship. It said that a decision to remove the objects was based on the flow of the exhibition, awareness of the outreach to all schools and families in Qatar, and desire to be sensitive to community needs and standards. Quite apart from its potential as a plot for a contemporary opera buffa, I like this story for several reasons. First, it showed that the ancient world still has the power to disturb us. We are depressingly used to the damaging, often calamitous effects of religious conflicts, but these are almost always shrouded in geopolitics and often rooted in modern historical injustices. The drama over the dismembered Ephebes, on the other hand... I've not seen pictures of the statues, but I'm guessing that that which may have caused offence had probably been chopped off, possibly by earlier generations of offence-takers or just clumsy handling, is more elemental. The lifestyle of the ancient Greeks, replete with demons, bloodlust, pornography and hideous acts of revenge, as well as the simple glorification of the human body, continues to haunt our imaginations. That is some testament to its power. I also admired the reaction of Tsavaras, which I like to think was explosive but was more probably cloaked in diplomatic niceties. He simply demanded that these ancient works be paid nothing more than proper respect. That is all that any artwork, secular, mythological or religious, deserves. Screens and drapes are not for the modern museum. 
Say what you will about the Parthenon marbles at the British Museum, says a comment on the Vimas story online. At least the British and the museum's millions of visitors respect ancient Greek civilization. The BM, it should be noted, is currently showing in its exhibition on Pompeii a statue of a god fornicating in the missionary position with a goat. It's shocking, but so is a lot of the past. A museum that never shocks is failing in its duty. Which brings us to Qatar and its admirable aspiration to become a global centre for culture. Its museums are breathtaking, as is the amount of money it's willing to spend on things to put inside them. Its presence in the art market is aggressive, but Western countries should be wary of hypocritical criticism. They were that way too once. But it needs to make its mind up about a thing or two, about what causes genuine offence and why. There is nudity and there is nudity. This was no mischievous producer trying to put on a Samizdat production of hair in an underground space. The famous nude scene in that musical, like much liberationist culture of the 1960s, was bound with rebellion and desire for political change. Simple to see why it still does not appeal to conservative, non-democratic societies. But this case was different. There's no understanding of ancient Greek culture and its invention of sporting competition without recognising its worship of the human form. You cannot have a serious exhibition on the ancient Olympic Games without addressing the theme of nudity, period. Qatar made unsuccessful bids for both the 2016 and 2020 Olympic Games and will no doubt make another one in the years to come. If it is serious about respecting the tradition of the event, let alone becoming a global centre for genuine cultural inquiry, it needs to get over its inhibitions. Whatever it's turned into today, sporting competition was once intended as a celebration of purity. Its innocent origins should be respected. It's the fig leaves and the lycra outfits that should be banned. For more downloads, go to ft.com forward slash podcasts.